it's giving me an entirely different view of Tom Schwartz. I just don't feel like he can continue to play this dumb, innocent guy. I no longer know if it's an act. I thought that that was genuinely who he was, but now I'm feeling like it's just more to cover up for mistakes. This is not just another Housewife podcast. Celebrity gossip. Consuming my brain. You cannot tell me that for the last two years, all of these dates have not been blocked off with NFL stadiums. It is all happening. I'm Brett, and this is the Oops I Gossiped Again podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am Brett, I am your host. I know that I am a day late. I apologize for that. This week has been wild, to say the least. And it's one of those days where I wish that I had a co-host because there's so much stuff that can just be discussed. It could probably be a two-hour episode, but this week has been wild and I don't have a co-host. It's just me. So you're just getting me rambling. I hope that you're okay with that. We're going to jump right in. And first, I just want to talk about the wild week it's been. And I actually saw a TikTok, and I'm sorry if you're not into astrology and whatnot, but I saw a TikTok that last night that was talking about how the moon was in certain phases and two of those phases were in cancer. And I am a cancer. So of course, with that comes a lot of emotions. If you're into astrology and you're a cancer or very close to a cancer of in any way, shape, or form, you will understand this. There's a lot of emotions. There are a lot of things. People were hot and heavy, but in my personal life, things were just off the cuff this week. I woke up on Sunday with what was probably one of the more extreme sinus head colds that I've had in a very long time. Of course, you know, immediately went to swabbing my nose. That was all negative. But just like so much sinus pressure, I was down and out on most of Sunday and pretty much all of Monday. Woke up Tuesday, woke up Wednesday, felt great, felt wonderful, had some energy back. I live in the Midwest, so it's winter, and it was even like 50 degrees one day. The sun was shining. I had energy back. I was in a good mood. I went for a walk. Everything was great. Yesterday, which was Thursday when the podcast should have gone out, I woke up with a little bit of a headache in the morning. I thought it's fine. I did some of my work for one of my social media clients. I got on here to record the podcast. Now, by this point, I was like, okay, this this headache isn't really going away, but I'm going to work through it. And I just started rambling. Halfway through, I got a migraine so deep that I couldn't even keep my eyeballs open to look at the microphone, to look at the computer. I I shut the computer off. I deleted the entire episode. I didn't keep one piece of it. (laughs) That was probably my little bit of a manic moment. But I had, in my head, I was like, I have no idea what I just said for the last 30 minutes. I'm just going to delete this and we're going to start all over. I then went to bed. It was around 12 o'clock. I did not sleep because I was in so much pain. I take daily medication for migraines. I get them a lot, but this was something I hadn't experienced. Like it was all the symptoms. And if you get migraines, you know what I mean without me having to go into detail. It was all of the symptoms. My normal medications were not touching it. My husband came home. It was around 530. My kids were getting ready to leave to go to a hockey game. I was sobbing 
sobbing hysterically. And he's looking at me like, do you need to go to the hospital? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. So I took more medication, basically took like this thing that has lavender smells in it. I put it in the microwave, you heat it up and it's like a, it's almost like a weighted blanket or like a hot pad. But I put that on my head, closed all the doors, shut all the lights off, all the noise, everything. I fell asleep for two hours. I woke up feeling glorious. I don't know where it came from. I can't think of like any triggers. You know, usually when you have migraines, people are like, okay, what are your triggers? I have no idea. I have no idea what happened yesterday. I do know that I am now recording this entire podcast because had I given that one to you, I probably (laughs) would have sounded like I was just completely out of my mind because I literally was. So rather than pushing through and giving you guys a shitty episode, I scrapped the whole thing and now I am a day late. It is Friday. It's supposed to go out on Thursday. It is Friday. And here I am recording and getting it out to you immediately as soon as I can. And a little reminder before we jump into the rest of the chaos of the week that it is very emotionally charged. I do want to remind you that I do have the Patreon up now. It is going. I have uploaded the longer Real Housewives of New Jersey episode. I will be recording the Vanderpump Rules episode today and getting that in there as well. This is the place that you are going to find specific episode recaps. I'm not going to put them on the regular podcast because I want this to be a review of a lot of things that happen throughout the week. All of those recaps will live in Patreon. So those are available. You can go to the show notes. I will link it directly. It is $5 a month. I would love to have you inside Patreon. It is a place where I feel a little bit more safe to talk about some of the things and share more of my opinions. Because if I've learned anything from this week and in just one episode, just one episode of Real Housewives in New Jersey is that this entire season is going to be very emotionally charged. It's going to be a lot. And people on TikTok have a lot of feelings about it. And I prefer to leave the recaps on TikTok or on here as short as I can and then get into more detail where it's a little bit more of a safe space. People aren't going to come in there and, you know, especially those that aren't following and start attacking because that's what's happened. Like, let's just talk about that. Okay. Reminder, go into the show notes, join Patreon, get in there so we can talk about all of these things happening. But let's dig into this week. A week ago, we had the release of Pamela Anderson's documentary. Last week, I did an episode on it, recapping the whole thing, how I felt about it. I shared one TikTok, one TikTok. It was like seven seconds, (laughs) seven seconds. And in all honesty, because I'm open and honest with you guys here, I had wine that night. I had celebrated my aunt's birthday, so I had some wine. I did a quick little like seven-second TikTok, and I remembered seeing an interview that Pamela Anderson had done with Howard Stern, and she made a comment on there saying that she felt as though Tommy Lee's current wife, Brittany Furlan, would feel uncomfortable if they watched the documentary. And I saw that before the documentary came out, and I was like, Hmm. Okay. I wonder why she would say that. Like, does she trash her? Does she do any of that? Which now that we've watched it, we know that she never did any of that. What I did was put up a little TikTok that was like, I remember hearing Pamela say that, you know, Brittany would feel uncomfortable. And now that we can see how deep their love was or how much she loved him, did whatever, 
I understand why she would say that. Never in the TikTok did I say anything negative about Britney. Did I say anything negative about Pam? Did I say anything negative about Tommy Lee? I simply said like, I understand now why Pamela said that Britney could feel uncomfortable. Now, what I felt about that was seeing all of those home videos. You know, when celebrities are in relationships or anyone for this matter, anyone, we see a lot of what people want us to see. We see the outside, especially now in a digital age, you don't get those inside views of what a relationship was like. However, Pam and Tommy took so many videos of one another. They were. She even says they were constantly recording one, each other, one another. They had all of these intimate moments that were shared on this documentary. Like she opened that space up. For me saying, I understand why Brittany could feel uncomfortable is that if they watched it, they're, she's seeing, you know, not what's happening in real time, like not what Pam feels about Tommy. I feel like she's always going to love him, but not that what's happening in real time, rather getting that inside of what their relationship really was. And if at any time Tommy has told her that it's not what it seems, like what it's been talked about, those videos kind of offer a perspective like, no, it actually, it really was. So I do this video, again, it was like 10 o'clock at night, I had a little bit of wine, I go to bed, I wake up, it's already at over 500,000 views, and I'm like, oh my goodness. I know when things happen that quickly that the people that shouldn't be there are going to be there. In the comment section, it just became this constant arguing of who's right, who's wrong, why it's bad, why it's good, what this person should do, what that person should do. In the meantime, Brittany had put up a video that was basically like, hey, you know, I'm getting a lot of hate. I'm okay, but I have to deal with this in my own time. And I was confused. I was actually like, why are people hating on her? It's not her fault. There's no reason that anyone should be coming for her, but we know how the internet is. People are going to. And I did another one that was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not promoting anyone to go to her like this. Like, I'm just trying to say, I get it. I understand why she could be feeling a certain way. I'm empathetic to that. Brittany does a video, which is up for maybe like five minutes. And it is a joke quote. What she says is a joke. That is like, if I die, Pam's going to like slide in and she shows Tommy like sitting on the couch and like pretending she's Pam. She even used the 90s Pam filter on it. And I'm like, girl, okay, you could have just been the bigger person here and let it be there. She never attacked you. She has said in multiple interviews that she respects your marriage, but Brittany's kind of, you know, now taking it in a different way. Then we get a note that she is telling, I think it was to page six, that she tells page six, like, I'm just trying to make jokes to heal through it. And people thought that I was saying Pam should die. I'm like, no, no, nobody thought that. Nobody took it that way. We all literally read, if I die, Pam be like. Like, that's exactly what it was. I don't exactly know what Brittany and Tommy think that they're doing with all of this, but now we also have Tommy who has once again gone with the nude photos on Twitter, you know, like six months ago, it was a full photo of his penis on Twitter that was deleted. Now, two nights ago, he has posted his backside with his, you know, nuts hanging 
in a similar way and saying like, Mr. Peanuts, let's collab. I'm like, can somebody just take this away from him? Can we take Tommy Lee's Twitter away from him? Are Brittany and Tommy trying to like distract people from what's really going on? I don't know. The point is Pamela is doing amazing. She is getting through it. The, this documentary has completely blown up. It, I believe her son posted that it was like the number two or number one, something of all watched like movie, show, everything on Netflix this week. She's thriving, absolutely thriving. And people are living for a Pamela comeback moment. Now, Brittany could have let it go. Like you have the man, you are supposedly so happily married. Let it be. Let Pam have her moment. This woman has not spoken out about anything she has been through in her entire life. And now she has, it's not your time. And in my opinion, it's not disrespectful for Pam to do that to Brittany. It's not. This is the father of her children. She will always have a connection to him. She will always be a part of his life in one way or another. Brittany just needs to kind of go, okay, Pam's having her moment. That's great. That's cool. But the way she's handling it now feels very immature to me. You know, I originally came out and was empathetic toward her. I ha- did not understand why she was getting the hate. And now she's just acting, in my opinion, like a child. And it's like, just let it be. Let it sit. And please, Tommy Lee, stop putting your nether regions on the internet. Nobody wants to see that anymore. So that was incident number one. I kind of dealt with that all weekend and it's gotten to the point where I can't even, I don't even read the comments. I haven't shut them off because like if you guys want to fight about it in the comments, go for it. It does nothing but boost my algorithm. Go for it. I have not responded nor have I read them because I, I just, I possibly cannot. I do not have the mental capacity for it. Issue number two that blew up on Again, emotionally charged people this week. I just don't understand it. The Grammys were on Sunday, and there was a lot of talk about a lot of things going on. I don't want to get into all of it because I feel like, you know, we're we're kind of past that already. I feel like it's already died down. But I was watching the red carpet, and again, I was sick. So, I mean, I was, like, in bed. I watched it all. I've talked about it before. I don't watch award shows much anymore. I don't watch the Oscars. I don't watch the Emmys because I don't watch any of those movies. I don't – I could care less who is winning awards for those things. And what I want to find is the fashion. Let me watch the clips of the red carpet the next day. I'm totally good with that. But I don't watch award shows except for music ones. I will watch the Grammys beginning to end. I will watch the VMAs beginning to end. Yes, I am 37 years old and I will still ride or die for the TV awards, but I won't watch movie ones. So I'm sick in bed on on Sunday watching. I watched the whole red carpet. I watched the entire Grammy show until I took some cold meds and fell asleep before Jay-Z and before record of the year. While I was watching the red carpet, I I saw live the Machine Gun Kelly interview with Laverne Cox. And first, I want to say Laverne Cox needs her own show. was so good. She's an amazing interviewer. Like entertainment news, let her go or give her her own show, please. I saw the interview live of MGK and Laverne. And I immediately went to Twitter because I knew there was going to be talk about it. I knew it. He got up there. It was like three minutes of very, it just felt 
very uncomfortable. It felt very confused. And in my opinion, as a viewer, I'm watching this knowing this man is allegedly sober now. I watched the interview when he was on the Drew Barrymore show a few months ago as well. So I've seen him in these vulnerable states where in that interview with Drew Barrymore, he had kind of like he was painting her nails and he was just like, I'm having a weird day. Do you mind if you just be with me? Her being the sweetheart she is, she was so calm and sweet and caring with him. Laverne at one point was trying to get Megan up on the carpet with him. I felt like that was more just for the cameras, which I didn't like that, but he did make a statement. She said just to give her a look if I feel uncomfortable, and I don't know if that meant that she would join him to kind of console him or she would get him off. I'm not sure, but it was this long interview that felt very confused, very uncomfortable, And so I went to Twitter and immediately it was just like people saying, get him off our television, get him off that carpet, cut this interview. Why are we watching this? He's obviously drunk. He's obviously drugged up. He's a mess. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. It was just gross, gross behavior. For me, I'm watching this from a lens of someone that is going through it, someone that has struggles with mental health, someone that is allegedly sober in an uncomfortable situation. Because remember, like when we look at people that are addicts, you have to think they're oftentimes doing these things without their crutch and they don't know how to do these things without their crutch. And please don't come for me in saying this because I'm not an expert in the addicts world. I have dealt with people that are very close to me that are addicts and I have lost my brother to a lot of these things and mental health as well. So for me, it's my own personal experience of knowing how to kind of navigate those waters with someone that is struggling, right? So I'm watching this from that lens and I have compassion for him. And I did another video saying like, I'm seeing a lot of these things happening. Like, why can't we just get to the point of understanding that some people are not built for this? Some people do not feel comfortable in these situations. That turned into a whole thing because there was a blind item on Crazy Days and Nights, and I hate blind items. Like, I think I, I'm entertained by sites like Dumois. I really am. But we have to remember when it comes to these websites that do blind items, literally anyone can put in a blind item. I could go on to any of these sites right now and make the most outlandish claim with zero regard of it being true. I could make the whole fucking thing up, put it in, and some of these, like if that site, if Crazy Days and Nights finds it, deems it appropriate or deems it entertaining, they can post it. Same with Dumois. And again, I have no hate. I absolutely love Dumois. I really do. I'm fully entertained. But I go in with the idea that some of this shit is entirely made up. And I think people forget that. So in my video about MGK, I have people coming in then saying, well, there's this blind item that he OD'd at the Rock Nation brunch, which then became a whole thing. Then I was like, okay, let's look at this blind. It could be one of two people or it could be none. It could be entirely false. Then I was a racist. Like, I just, I had to take a breath from that one. I'm also not reading comments from any of those videos. Then I did one regarding Ben Affleck because Ben Affleck has been talked about a lot from the Grammys. Ben looked miserable. The man looked miserable. He did not want to be there. We could see that full force. And quite frankly, Ben has looked miserable in a lot of paparazzi photos for the last few years as well. But again, this is an alleged sober person in a room full of drunk people. And that's all I said. 
And then I had people like coming for me for that. It's interesting that we want to jump so quickly on conspiracy theories of things. Like there are people that are reading lips between conversations between Jen and Ben. There are people that are reading lips um, trying to claim that Diplo said that Beyonce bought her Grammy. There are people reading lips trying to figure out what Megan and MGK are saying at a table. Let's not be salutes right? Let's just, let's not dig for a conspiracy theory and let's just enjoy the entertainment that these people are providing. I feel like so much was taken away from the Grammys. I mean, you know, Beyonce makes history. Beyonce wins her 32nd Grammy and becomes the most decorated Grammy award winner of all time. And that has been overshadowed by all of this other shit happening in the audience. And I, I just feel like let's provide the opportunity to celebrate those that are getting it in the moment. And furthermore, let's talk about the fashion. <laughs> let's drag people for their fa- fashion. Like Black China, I don't know. She came in looking like the black swan, the nest. Like, I, I don't know what that was, but, and I don't need to get into it because again, the Grammys were five days ago now. Make entertainment entertaining again. Not everything has to be a conspiracy theory. And I don't want any of this to sound like I'm ungrateful for the views and the engagements. I am. Like, I am happy to. I I want more people to be able to see that content to get them here. Like, listen to the podcast because there's so much more I talk about on here that I can't get into a 15-second or 60-second TikTok video because there's context, right? And on the podcast, I talk context. I share that with you. I want to get from those things happening on TikTok, but it's like sometimes it's just so mentally draining because when a video goes viral in that way, it goes to people that don't follow you and don't really listen to the whole thing. I even had, this is a prime example. This one was appalling to me last night. And I put this person on blast. Here's, we're going to get into Real Housewives New Jersey. And again, I have the full recap on Patreon. But one thing that I have always said, number one, Real Housewives of New Jersey is my all-time favorite franchise. It always has been. It runs a good line with New York, but New Jersey, and it's because of the toxicity of it. I'm going to be very straightforward with you. They do not hold back. They, it all seems very real and unfortunately very toxic. And I've said that from the beginning. That is why I watched Real Housewives New Jersey. I knew coming in, (laughs) covering this season was going to be a challenge. And we've only had one episode and it's already become that. Because if I say something in support of Teresa Judice, the Melissa and Joe Gorgastans are going to come for me. If I say something in support of Melissa and Joe, the Teresa stands are going to come for me. I have done videos in the past and I'm, I just had to do another one again saying, know that my opinions are going to change episode to episode. They could change every single day, depending upon what comes up from the airing of the episode and things that happen on social media. Things are always going to change. I know in my heart that Teresa Judice has been a shitty person. There's no, like, she was horrible to Kathy and Rosie. She's been horrible to Melissa. She's been, she was horrible to Jacqueline. Like, she was even kind of horrible to Dina a few times. There's no, I didn't forget that. I, I don't just block that out of my memory. I know that I feel Melissa and Joe are playing things up for camera. I feel like Melissa lies. I I will die on the hill that Melissa 
did not tell the truth about how she got on the show. But that doesn't mean that I am always going to be one way or the other. And I've even talked about this saying like, you can despise them both. You can like them both. Things are going to change. A couple nights ago, I had someone come in and go, oh, okay, you're a Teresa stan. I get it. Good luck with your neutral coverage. And she just went off on this rant in the comments very quickly and then blocked me. I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to ignore that. Last night, I had a comment that was really good. It had good questions. One of them was, do you think that Melissa and Joe owe Teresa anything? And I, I, as I'm telling this, and I used it as a response to like the person that had blocked me, and I said, listen, when it comes to New Jersey, I know you're all hot and heated about it, but please remember things are going to change moment to moment. My opinions are going to change. And I read through every single question that was on it. Like I had highlighted that comment because I thought they were really good questions and it was a way to kind of show, Hey, I'm not all just Teresa. I promise you that there's some things that happened that I don't agree with. And this is why I'm taking Teresa's side in this moment. The very last question was, why do you feel like Melissa and Joe owe them anything or owe Teresa anything, something along those lines. And I am reading it word for word. And I said, nope, nope. I don't believe that Melissa and Joe owe Teresa anything. I don't think they owe her an apology. I don't think that they even need to give her the time of day. I feel honestly like they should just cut ties with her. And I continued to go on talking about how You know, I have my own issues with toxic family and those people can come crawling back. Like it seems as though Teresa and Louie are and Melissa and Joe don't owe her anything and they don't need to engage in it. That was, that was it. And then I had this individual come into the comments that says, why does Melissa need to forgive her? Have you lost your mind or are you crazy or bipolar? I was livid. I said, wow, that's what you took from this. Did I say that? Or do you just throw mental health accusations at everyone? And then they respond, Melissa needs to forgive something because I can't understand what they're saying. Question mark. You said it from your mouth. I was like, you know what? I was rereading the question that was asked to me. You're absolutely vile. Please kindly see yourself out. This person then, you know, instead of admitting, oh shit, I'm so sorry. I was wrong. I took that wrong because, you know, everyone when they're heated and they have emotions about something that's on television, isn't even in their real life, they don't accept it. They they blocked me. Then I went searching and this person had at least 35 different accounts and they were all under the same name, just with different numbers. And I was like, oh, I see what's going on here. I absolutely see what's going on here. But these are the things that I'm that we deal with when it comes to this franchise. <laughs> and I don't understand it. I it, It's television. Again, it's my favorite franchise. I get it. But sometimes we're just getting too involved. Back to the conspiracy theory thing, right? It's just we're getting too involved. We're getting too emotionally charged by things that are happening. We go in and instantly start calling people, making mental health accusations, which in my opinion is the most disgusting thing that you can go and do to a person. That's my experience, my my opinion. I don't think that that's fair and I think it undermines actual mental health. So all that ranting and raving... <laughs> I I apologize that this episode has come out to that. All of that ranting and raving is to say, let's just take a breath, you know, like let's just take a breather, be entertained and allow it to be fun. It's entertainment. It's on your television. And if you can't separate from that and you want to 
you know, discredit and disparage people, individuals that are talking about it, maybe it's not a good thing for you to watch. Like we have to protect our own mental health, but also appreciate the fact that this is entertainment. This has nothing to do with your life. It does not impact you one way or another. Okay. That's all. (laughs) That is my crazy week. Uh, Again, I apologize that this whole podcast episode has been that for, you know, this long, but it's been wild between being sick, having these things happen, the outlandish things that people will go and say to, because I, I put myself out there. I don't, I, like, I'm not crying that I don't deserve this or whatever. I know that this comes with the territory and I'm fine with that, but let's just like have some compassion because sometimes there is a human. <laughs> sometimes, not all the time, because a lot of them are trolls, but sometimes <laughs> there's an actual human behind that. So, you know, just kind of keep that in mind if you're ever texting away on Tiki Taki. Um, if you're here listening to this, I know that you value what I actually have to say. And I appreciate you for that. So thank you. Thank you for being here and letting me rant a little bit today. On top of the Real Housewives of New Jersey premiere, we also had the premiere of Vanderpump Rules. And I was actually very excited for this. I am excited. I mean, it's I'm, I'm hoping that it's giving an older type vibe. Views were not great when it was a lot of these young people, like all this new cast that they tried to bring in. That did not bode well for Lisa Vanderpump whatsoever. And seeing all of these things kind of happen with all these relationships, I feel like we're going to get back into that old drama, right? But everyone's a little bit older, so maybe they have a better head on their shoulders. Maybe they don't. Who knows? We'll see. Some of the main things that happened, we, we're definitely, like the whole episode is really set up off of the breakups that have happened since the reunion last year. We have Lala and Randall broke up. Katie and Tom got are, are getting divorced. Um, James and Raquel broke up. So the the episode in the season really takes off in that space of let's figure out how all of these people are doing in these situations. And it doesn't feel like it's been that long. You know, the very beginning, I was like, oh, that really gutted me. It really hurt my whole my soul <laughs> when we were seeing flashbacks of Katie and Tom. But quite honestly, they were not they should not have gotten married in the in the first place. They should have broken up so many times. I'm starting to see as much as I've always loved Tom Schwartz, like I've always felt as though he is little lost boy character for lack of a better term, like it, just the things my favorites, my my only favorite scene will always be the argument when they were in drag where he's sitting on the toilet and Sandoval's like, he's a battered wife. I, I My best friend bought me a mug that has that. It's my favorite scene. And I really always enjoyed the Toms. I always felt that Tom Sandoval was extremely messy. He of course came in this season, still very messy. But Tom Schwartz was my favorite person. And one of the biggest issues that's coming up in this opening episode is that we find out that Lala took all the people to a rooftop, which I felt was very weird (laughs) that I was, I didn't really understand. Took everyone and just basically like drew a line in the sand saying, listen, you're either with me or you're with Randall and there's no in between. And at first I, my thoughts on it were kind of like, okay, they're all still friends. I think that's hard to make those assumptions and force people to make choices like that when there's a breakup. However, when we found out that they were still hanging out, 
after the allegations in the LA Times came out, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is not good. And I'm watching and I'm thinking, okay, he's brushing that off in a way that he's okay with it, but maybe that'll evolve throughout the season. Then he went to watch What Happens Live, and Andy asked him about his friendship with Randall Emmett, and he's like, I was probably the last one to see the LA Times, you know, plays that dumb guy move again, as he always does, and he claims that he saw him sparingly since then. But then when he's asked about the allegations, he's like, I don't know it's true. I hope it's not true. Not once does he ever say, I have not seen him, or I have not hung out with him, or I am done. Not once. In my opinion, that's like saying I still hang out with him without saying it. Because if he had not, if there was nothing to hide with Randall, if there was no relationship to protect, then why wouldn't he say, nope, I have not seen him. I will not see him. We are not friends. Like that to me is just a way of saying, yep, we still talk, we still hang out without actually saying it because he doesn't want to get drugged for it. Also on Watch What Happens Live, you know, he mentions that he has no regrets about the makeout with Raquel. He's very open and honest in that statement, but not with the Randall situation. I just, I don't like it. It's icky and it's giving me an entirely different view of Tom Schwartz. I just don't feel like he can continue to play this dumb, innocent guy. I no longer know if it's an act. Like I thought that that was genuinely who he was, but now I'm feeling like it's just more of an act to cover up for mistakes because we've watched Tom Schwartz have a lot of mistakes over his time and he doesn't really come to blows with them ever. You know, he also admitted on Watch What Happens Live that he wasn't faithful to Katie and played it off that he was a makeout lover and, you know, he'll make out with anyone. So he's all of these times when he was accused of cheating throughout the years on the show, you know, he basically came out and admitted that. But this seems different. There's something there, in my opinion, that he's not admitting to. And of course, Lala is getting dragged for putting down that line of saying you're with me or you're not. And Tom Sandoval has even said, like, well, she knew what she was getting into. And we're going to get more into this on the VPR Patreon episode. I don't want to dive too far into it here, but I, it's hard for me to kind of see that just from one light. I do feel like she is being wrongly accused in one way, but on the other hand, it's like, yeah, she knew he was a cheater. I can say that. Like, that's how she got him in the first place. But all this other stuff since then, I don't, like, why are we dragging her for it? It's not her fault. She did not choose that life for him. She just got herself into the mix. Overall, I was very happy with the episode. I think that they did a good job of putting everything together to sign up. At first, it was funny because, you know, obviously we didn't see anything from Sheena other than her sitting at the table. And I seriously thought it was Kristen. <laughs> when they're all at Sir, I thought it was Kristen. I was like, what? what? We didn't know about this. And no, it was just Sheena. She didn't really say a whole lot. She had a little clip with Raquel. I I do believe we're going to get more into that. I've listened to the podcast with Sheena and Lala. They both kind of get into a space where they're not dealing with shit anymore. And to be quite honest, I am ready for that season from Sheena Shea. 
Is her name still Sheena Shea or did she change it to Davies? I don't even know. But I think that Sheena finally deserves a little redemption season. This has been 10 years and I saw it was Katie, Tom Sandoval, and Sheena who have been on the show for the entire 10 years and I didn't realize, I kind of forgot that Tom Schwartz wasn't even on season one. But I think Sheena deserves a little bit of a redemption season. And yes, we're going to see another Sheena wedding whatever but like girl get I hope you get a backbone this season I really do and this is an open letter to Sheena I want to see you fight for it I want to see you fight for whatever it is okay whatever it is that you want and you want to say fight for it no backing down this season in other housewives news I have to I have to talk about this and if you've been following me for any amount of time you know how I feel about page six they are very good at taking things and making a headline out of them that don't always make sense. I don't always care for it. But something came out this week on page six about the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip 4. We've talked about this in the past. There was allegedly an altercation between Brandy Glanville and Caroline Manzo while they were filming in Morocco. As the story began coming out, we were getting very little information, and it seemed as though the only things we could agree upon were that Brandy and Caroline left the trip early. First, there were people that were saying that they got into a physical altercation and they were fighting, and that deemed to be untrue. It had already spread, though. Okay, well, it sounds as though Brandy was allegedly trying to kiss Caroline Manzo and Caroline did not like it. That was story number two. Now, even though I don't care for page six, this article felt like there was more details and they made more sense as to what had happened. So page six reports the other day, Brandy Glanville, the whole cast is at a private residence in Morocco and they're partying. Brandy is aggressively trying to kiss Caroline Manzo. And this is all alleged, please. This is all alleged. Brandy tries to kiss Caroline Manzo multiple times. I think they were quoted saying, shoving her tongue down her throat. Caroline is upset. Caroline removes herself from the situation. Then it goes on to say that there were four people that went into the bathroom. And this is where it gets a little questionable because the people in the bathroom, allegedly Caroline Manzo, Alex McCord, Brandy Glanville, and one other cast member that was not named in the article. So there are four people. Now, did they all go in together? Did Caroline remove herself with maybe Alex and someone else, whomever this other cast member was, and Brandy followed them in? I don't know. I don't, we don't know the logistics of it. This is where it's like, okay, why were all four of them, if all this just happened, why were all four of them in the bathroom? In my opinion, I could see it as though Brandy, you know, being Brandy, following them in, being like, guys, it's just a joke. It's not that deep, whatever. Allegedly, there's no cameras because it is a bathroom. However, they were mic'd and crew heard all of this happen. Allegedly. Brandy Glanville goes into the bathroom, locks the bathroom door, pushes Caroline Manso up against a wall, and proceeds to grope her breasts and her vaginal area. This is then when Alex notices Caroline is extremely upset. Alex unlocks the door. They leave. Caroline reports it to production. Caroline is then brought to a hotel out of the house. The next morning, Brandy sends her typical, I'm so sorry. I was drunk. 
this is me paraphrasing what I would believe that, you know, knowing Brandy, what I believe her text message would say. I was so drunk, etc. I didn't mean it. This is where it also changes because at first we heard that Brandy was immediately sent home and then Caroline decided to leave. It sounds like Caroline left prior to Brandy and then production sent Brandy home. Peacock has also put out a statement that there was an investigation, so we know that something happened. Page six is saying that the crew members all heard this as it was happening and they were like disgusted by it. There was an investigation. So something obviously did go down. However, there hasn't been any confirmation of what it was. Will we ever know? I don't know. I don't know. But at least they're making statements like, yeah, we know something happened. We're taking the protection of the cast and the crew. It's just all very interesting. And when I think about the comment of four people going into the bathroom, they're using this again as a source, right? We know how sources go, especially when it comes to page six, but they didn't name the person in the bathroom. And this is what makes me wonder, like, was that fourth person in the bathroom, one of the cast members, the person that has shared this information? I don't know. That's just my opinion. Don't take it as fact. Don't run with it and tell a bunch of people that whomever else was in the bathroom is the one spewing to page six. But we know that there are things that are going to get leaked. Only comment that has been made about it is Brandy, of course, went to Twitter as she does late at night saying, you know, check your sources, people or something along those lines, which that took a couple days for that to even come out. I was actually shocked that it took her at least 24 hours of this coming out that she said something. All in all, I will be very surprised if Bravo or Peacock, which we all keep talking about Bravo, but you know, these are Peacock shows. The Ultimate Girls Trip is Peacock exclusive, so I don't think it'll come from Bravo at all. I would be surprised if any actual statement is made about it. I would be surprised to see if they air it at all. Like if they completely scrap the whole thing, because if this is true, this is sexual assault. At this point, Brandy has physically assaulted people on camera multiple times. She always goes against the, like crosses that line every single time. And she's never held accountable for it. She keeps getting paychecks from Bravo and Peacock. She was just on Traders, and now there is a reunion coming up for Traders, which I think is extremely necessary. Shocker, you know, instead of Alan Cummings, Peacock has chosen Andy Cohen to be the host, which I'm like, why? Alan Cummings should be, but it is what it is. Is she going to be on there? Are they going to give her that platform? Because if they do, if they have her on the reunion, I think they will be crossing a major, major line. Or is that their statement of trying to say like this didn't actually happen that way? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm interested. I think it's supposed to be like come out on the 28th of February, I believe. So I'm not exactly sure when they are filming it. But I would be very, I would be very interested to see if Brandy is on that reunion. Coincidentally, while I'm recording this, I went to Kate Chastain's uh, Twitter because she has been very vocal in, I think she wanted to start a hashtag after traders saying hashtag free brandy. And this was before all this came out. Two days ago, she actually shared a podcast of the Bravo docket. 
that is titled The Manzos, A Family Affair on Apple Podcasts. People are arguing about an audio of what went down in the bathroom stall, and Kate is basically like mocking it. Oh my God, you've heard it. I think that probably puts an idea of where Kate stands, which means that she's probably talked to Brandy, I would imagine. I really just don't want to see Kate get herself wrapped up and involved in this right now. I really don't. But hey, I guess we'll find out. Since this came out, what I have stood by is the problem that this allegation is out there and this is happening, it's not surprising. Like the moment that something like this comes out and we can all say, yep, that sounds typical that I can 100% believe that that happened is because of who Brandy is. It's because of the behavior that she has shared with us on our television for so many years. And people can come to her defense and say she's entertaining, she brings good TV, but she has always, always gone across the line in every way that she can. And it's not like Lisa Rinna going across the line and doing her job. Like she has physically assaulted people on television that we've seen. She makes disgusting comments to people that we've seen. And I can't remember if it was a TikTok video or a prior episode on here where I talked about how she is still to this day going on podcast interviews, going on page six interviews, and talking shit about the women that she believes had relations with her ex-husband. Now, if your ex-husband cheated on you that many times, be pissed at him. Like, talk, drag him. Talk shit about him. You don't need to come in 10, 15 years later and start dragging the women again. But this is the type of person that Brandy is, where allegations like this can come out and nobody is shocked. And that says, in my opinion, a lot about a person. At this point, I guess we just let that one ride out and see what happens. The last thing I want to talk about before I close out this podcast is we do have the Super Bowl in just a couple of days. And while I could give zero Fs, <laughs> zero Fs about either of those teams playing, here are the things that I am here for when it comes to Super Bowl weekend. Number one, Rihanna. What is she going to start with? What are the songs how is she going to open up the show? Is anyone going to be with her? I have so many questions. And thankfully, we no longer have to wait very long because it is only two days away. Rihanna has done an unbelievable job marketing for this show. She owns an empire. She has Savage by Fenty. She has Fenty. She has been killing the game of marketing around this Super Bowl. Every time I'm on my social media, I see an ad for the shirts that are representing her and the concert and the Super Bowl. She, I believe, had some makeup, I, everything. Everything has been to AT and she has been doing it wonderfully. I don't know about you. I feel like she should open up with na, 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 come on. That's what I feel like the opening song should be. And then like the lights go out and then we hear a bump, bump, dee, dump, bump, all of that, all of that mixed is where I am. I don't care, but I'm ready for the Rihanna concert. That's number one. Number two, I love, and I have been so enthralled on TikTok. I love the Kelsey family. I don't even know what their names are. One is Travis. Is the other one Josh or John? I don't even remember, but mom's name is Donna. And I have been loving the little clips of their podcast. This is the first time ever in Super Bowl history that two brothers are playing against each other 
you know, not to be confused by the Harbaugh's who coached against each other. I have a personal vendetta against John Harbaugh, and I just don't like him. So oh, that's how I feel about that. This is the first time two brothers have played, and the mom, Donna Kelsey, is getting so much PR for this. Like, she is the queen. And I was just seeing, saw an interview before I recorded this podcast that was like, you are the first, you are probably, other than NFL executives, the only person that is guaranteed a spot on the field. Because Donna Kelsey says that after it's over, only the people and family of those that are winners are allowed on the field. So even like her other son who doesn't win has to just leave and go to the locker room, unfortunately. I hope they do get a picture at least afterwards together, but they probably won't. This woman is the mom of all moms this weekend. But I have just been cracking up all week watching clips of the Kelsey Brothers podcast and how they're kind of handling this and how they joke amongst each other and when they involve their moms. So that's number two. Number three that I'm here for is the commercials. And this is an open letter to every brand, every influencer, everyone who has been paid to share Super Bowl commercials on their social media. Shame on you. Stop sharing. Stop sharing the commercials on social media. I get it. You're in your bag. You're getting that money. I get it. But like, we don't want to see them on social media. We come to the Super Bowl. If our team is not playing, we watch the Super Bowl for two things. Number one, the halftime show. Number two, the commercials. And that's only the first half because then the second half, they start replaying them. If I've already seen them on social media, what in the hell am I watching it for? then I'm not even going to tune in. Stop playing Super Bowl commercials on social media. And if you are an influencer or a brand account that has been paid for it, I'm sure you can get another brand deal. (laughs) Couldn't you get a brand deal to like promote watching the, like give us a little clip, maybe give us like a five second intro or something and then be like, you have to tune in to the Super Bowl to watch the rest of this commercial. That I can do, that I can do, but I don't want to see the whole thing. I was completely ruined by... Um, actually it was Dumois that ruined me for this. It was the Downey Unstoppables commercial. They hyped up this Downey's Unstoppable. Like, who is it? Who is it? You could have waited until the, and I'm not going to spoil it for you guys if you haven't seen it yet. You could have waited until the Super Bowl to reveal who it was. I would have been totally happy with that. I was shocked by who it was, but I'm annoyed that I already know. I'm annoyed that I already saw the, um, the Miles, whatever, Bud Light commercial. Annoyed by that. I don't need to see them all. Now I'm just trying to like quickly scroll through, but I want to watch the commercials during the Super Bowl. That's the only reason I'm here. Okay. So we have two more days. Like stop sharing the commercials on social media. So those are my top three things about the Super Bowl. (laughs) Those are my top three things. Um, And I'm going to wrap this podcast up because it feels like it's gotten really long and all I've done is rant this week. Maybe it's that full moon cancer, whatever it was that that TikTok told me emotion still thriving. But again, I've had nobody to talk to about any of this this week. So thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to me. I will also be recording the full recap of Vanderpump Rules this afternoon and getting that up on Patreon after I have published this episode. So if you are not a member, go to the show notes. It is $5 a month. It is $5 a month and we are going to do some fun things in there. I'm really excited and looking forward to what's coming inside Patreon. Again, my hope for that place is a little bit of a safe space so we can rant and rave and give opinions on very controversial things like Melissa or Teresa without attacking and degrading one another. 
that will be in the show notes. Please come and join. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends. Tag me in, on Instagram. Share the stories. Also, I would love it if you rate and review the show. I'm always looking forward to reading those. And I hope that you have a good weekend. I will do my best not to be so ranty and emotionally charged in next week's episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. Bye.